Shalom. Our topic uh, for today is uh, whether a waiter can be counted as Panim uh, Chadashos for Sheva Brachos. We'll explain what that is and and why there'll be a question about a waiter. Uh, this is in honor of the uh, wedding season and op opening wedding season opening up immediately after uh, Tisha B'av, and uh, and uh, this is a time. Uh, when wedding invitations are are uh, are now are now cropping up, now uh, the there is a a a list of brachas, six brachas, and an additional bar piragafen that are said at the at the chuppah. Uh, there's a bracha made over over erisin over kiddushin. But then there's another bracha that is made under the chuppah, which is called birchos chasanim. The Gemara lists them. The Gemara goes through all the brachas. The text of the, brachas, the brachas is actually in the Gemara. Uh, ending what with the with the final one, asher barasasavasimcha, etc. Now, the the Gemara says they are said at the wedding, but the Gemara continues with one line, which I'll read. Uh, which is, which is, Ravashi Iklilabe Rav Kahana. Ravashi reached, uh, uh, visited Rav Kahana. Yomakama, the first day, first day of the wedding, Baruch Kula, we made all brachas. Mikan Vaelich, from then on, Iika Panim Chadashos Baruch Kulhu, if there were Panim Chadashot, he made all of those brachot. Vilo Afushi Simcha Baalmahum, Avarachsha Simcha Bimono, Vashar Bara. And if not, it was mere extra joy. And he would make Shasim Chabimono, which is which is the the amplified ex uh, uh, enlarged uh, uh, Zimun blessing, and Asher Bora is the is the last of the the last of the Shava Brachos. Uh, when you're doing benching, so the last one is actually Bar Pira Guffin. Um, the now Ponim Chadashos means new faces. New faces, and it's a vague term. From then on, if there are new faces, he made all the brachas. Now, what are those? What are those new faces? What does that mean? So, the the key argument in the Rishonim over the interpretation of these words is is one of the main issues in the sugya. It's an example of a of a machlokas rishonim, a dispute amongst the rishonim, where there are many practical ramifications, many nafkaminas, and it goes as follows. The the rush says that if there are if there are new people that uh, I read it inside. The rush says, "Yeah, 
Here we are. Here. Venera delo micro. So he says, their new faces. What makes them new? They didn't eat until now. Even if they were there at the chuppah itself. In other words, let's say somebody, this, this often is a situation, let's say somebody logistically is able to come and participate in the chuppah itself, the, the, if you will, the wedding ceremony, but he's not able to stay for the meal. He has to leave. Whatever, he has to go to another wedding, uh, this, that, and the other thing. Then comes one of the uh, celebrations during the week of celebrations after a wedding, which we refer to as the Sheva Brachas. Sheva Brachas just means seven blessings, but we call the, that week, uh, or we call the celebrations the Sheva Brachas because, because during the Shivas Yemei Amishta, the seven days of, of rejoicing, so we say those Sheva Brachas uh, in the In the uh, we say those Shavu brachas in the in the um, uh, at the end of the benching. Now, so the the rush says that even if somebody was at the chuppah, if he wasn't, if he didn't eat at the wed- at the at the meal at the wedding meal, so he is considered panim chadashos. Venerani adds, that we only call somebody a, a, a new face, meaning a, a, a guest that is like a new, uh, uh, a new addition to the, to the wedding festivities. If it's somebody that they, that increases simcha more, they add more simcha. And the, and, the, and the rush famously says that Shabbos is considered ponim chadashos, a new face. Why? Because there's a midrash. When, when Shabbos comes, so God says, there's, so, there's a new face here. There's something totally new. And there's a lot of joy and, and, and extra meals on Shabbos. Okay. Now, the, the Hagosa Rush right there brings what the Ramam says explicitly. They, the Panim Chadoshos refer to people who didn't hear the, the, the blessings at the time of the wedding. This is a radically different approach to, these, to this concept of, of Panim Chadashos. And the, the, in the source we learn, we're going to be learning tonight, which is by Rav Yosef Lieberman, uh, Should Live and Be Well, one of the great post scheme of Yerushalayim. And um, uh, so he uh, he has a safer Mishnah, a, 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 a set of books called Mishnah Yosef. This particular thing is an article that he wrote in a connection in a in a collection of uh, a book which collects a lot of different uh, 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 articles. Uh, but he deals with our questions directly. So we'll read it inside. Uh, but he quotes 
the stapler. The stapler is 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 Rav Yaakov Yisrael Kanievsky, who uh, who is known for his his analysis of sugyas. And 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 here the stapler says that there are there are two different uh, approaches to this concept of panim chadashos. Um, here I'll bring where he says the stapler. Get where he actually presents the stapler, but um, he says like this: that that uh, according to the according to the rush, the the mechay of that which is necess necessitating making this this these sheva brachas is a is a strong joy experience, more joy for the chosan and the kala, and so Shabbos could also serve as sheva brachos. As as panim chadashos, because there's there's specially extra joy. Obviously, every time the the chassan and the kala and the wedding party get together and they and they and they have a meal, so there's there's more joy. But uh, there's a high level of extra joy when there's somebody who joins the wedding, the wedding party, and so. Uh, when somebody comes and he didn't participate before in the in the wedding festivities, somebody who brings extra joy to the chassan and the kala, so that person would be the kind of a person that you would say shavu brachos for. Whereas, whereas uh, according to the Rambam, the focus is much more on the participants themselves. When there's somebody who needs to say the brachas himself because he wasn't there at the wedding. So then, so then you're saying the Sheva Brachos for this new participant. So this is striking. Um, the the uh, let's read the let's read the he has about about one of the uh, obvious and clear cut Nafkamina's practical ramifications of of this of this Chakira of this this conceptual question. About the nature of of Shavuot, according to the Rush, it would have to be a special person. Meaning, if let's say there was a friend from Chutzlaretz who wanted to come in for the wedding and he didn't make it, and he finally it was delayed. His flight was delayed, and he finally comes in and he makes it in for the Shavuot. So that's they're, 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 the 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 going to be bursting with joy with this of this fellow, and then they're they're that that particular feast is going to be like the wedding celebration. And we say all Shavu, all, all seven, seven uh, of the, of the, the Shavuot Brachos. Whereas let's say you had somebody who just, who just shows up, meaning uh, a, a, a neighbor who happens to be around uh, uh, somebody who is, who's uh, uh, doing some work, fixing something in the house at that time. That person does not uh, uh, add to the joy of the chassan and the kala. So let's have a look. And this is a very common thing, by the way. Uh, is, it, is it okay to bring a waiter or some man from the street? 
The main takana, the main uh, uh, decree of this ruling of you only make all seven blessings at the end of the meal uh, is is a is a an anam chashuv, an important man. Shes a person. That's that's another issue which I'm not dealing with is whether a woman would count as sheva brachos because uh, whether uh, and that's an that's an additional issue about whether this is tied uh, to the chiyuv zimur or not. Uh, but we're just going to focus on what it says here. Is for 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 a person that that they're joyous about in the Sheva Brachas. People that they add to the Suda for, for them. Now, the, the, the language of the Rush for us sounded like it's somebody that they that he adds more Simcha. There is another definition that is given, and here you see the, the nuance, somebody who they would add to the meal for him. Um, but it might be coming from the same source. So it doesn't mean that it's somebody who they actually added. So let's say they made a lot of food. So whoever would be able to come would come. And, and uh, then this fellow shows up. Uh, or this fellow shows up and they would have made the same amount of food anyways. But still, he's the kind of person that they would have uh, added for him. According to the Rambam, where the whole concept of Panim Chadashos is somebody who didn't yet hear the Sheva Rachos, so it doesn't have to be somebody who is so, who is so, so to speak, important. Again, all Jews are important, uh, but uh, in terms of important to the chassan and the kala. Um, so he's tying this to the question of the Ramam versus the Rush. Now, uh, a moment will will hesitate before uh, before reading on. Just in terms of of somebody who you would add food for and somebody who adds joy. As somebody who adds joy to the chazan and kal, that's clear. Uh, and indicative, what's indicative of, of, of this perhaps is, is it somebody who they would add extra food for? Now, what does that mean? So I saw uh, in one of the, one of the Swarm uh, Hagadorah definition by Rebel Yashiv that, uh, that somebody who, if, if a family was having dinner, and they would have had, let's say, uh, bread, some cucumbers and tomatoes, and some tuna for dinner. Um, but if this fellow comes, then they would make special food for him, or they would make a special meal for him if he were to be a guest at their house. So that's somebody who they're marbim bishvilo. That's a that was a nice a nice way of looking at the definition. Um, now. Uh, this seems to be a great nafkamin, a great practical difference between the sheet of the Ramam and the sheet of the Rosh. There are so many difference, differences, so many situations where it comes up. Just I'll give you, I'll give you a simple situation. 
uh, somebody who uh, who was um, who was not at the chuppah at the wedding itself. Let's say everybody who was at the chuppah. Let's say you have a small wedding. Everybody was at Corona wedding. Everybody was was at the chuppah, and all those people were at the suda. Now, at the end of the suda, at the at the end of the first wedding meal, the, the, on the on the night of the wedding, so they say the sheva brachos. Now, wait a second. According to the Rambam, all those people already heard the brachos. So you would actually need somebody, according to the Rambam and the Bedekabais. The Bedekabais is 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 notes that were inserted into the uh, into the Beis Yosef. Um, Later, so he he uh, he says there that um, uh, that according to the Ramam, it would follow that you would you would need people who weren't at the chuppah but were at the wedding feast later on. Whereas according to the to the Russia, of course you're going to make that's the main that's the main shavuot this is a din of the feasting of the wedding. According to the Ramam, it seems to be focusing on the brachos. And uh, as we mentioned, what kind of a person is considered Panim Chadashos? Uh, is it somebody that adds joy to the chasen and the kala? Something, somebody that that is a is a chash of a person that you would add more food for, or is it merely somebody who uh, didn't hear the brachas before? Now, how do we paskin? So he was makbid that, and that seems to be the way the 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 standard psak is. That um, even though I've seen, I, I I know this is something that is done. Uh, grabbing a neighbor off the street, listen, we're going to need you for panim chadashos. Can you show? Can we just going to? Can we knock on your door? We're going to need you. Um, so if you. There might be a difference also between needing somebody for a minion and needing somebody for punim chadashos. If you need a minion for benching at the wedding, at the at the at the uh, uh, feasting celebration, fine. But it, let's say you need you need uh, punim chadashos. So there's a big difference between ten people where you need these ten people. You want to count for to be able to have a, a zimun of ten, as opposed to. Uh, which would require somebody special. So the Chazanish was makmi, the Chazanish was particular that you just not have anybody. It has to be somebody special that you would be marba suda bishvilo. It has to be somebody where there's a little addition of joy. Avalim they just call anybody from the marketplace, so to speak, who's not even known. Or one of the waiters that's working there, as wonderful as a person he might be. He doesn't add any joy. She shouldn't add him to Panim Chadashas. And that's the way he seems to uh, seems to uh, to say. There's a there's a uh, one of the one of the anecdotes that I saw about the Chazonish was that there was a Sheva Brachas going on and they were waiting for, for uh, they, they didn't have Panim Chadashas and they were waiting, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? There's a knock at the door. And sure enough, it's somebody who's coming to, to collect. 
and everybody gets so excited. Oh, here's our Panim Chadashas. And there was a, and there was one of the one of the Mashkichim or one of the Musri Shivas at the Shever at the Shevarachas, and he started darshaning about how how great every person is and the and the greatness of a Jewish Shema, etc. Anyways, the Chazanish was there. And so the Ghazani says, listen, uh, you can darshan, go to the kitchen and darshan that they should they should add add food for this person. But uh, but we're not chayim, and that person is not defined as Panim Khadash as somebody who has no connection to the Khasan and Kala, doesn't bring them any special joy. And the joy that he's there, because you're assuming that he's Panim Khadashas, that's not the joy we're speaking about. We're speaking about that he would independently bring joy to the Khasan and the Kala. Uh, because of his connection with them. So then afterwards, a Rav Naiman came, who was the Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshiva or Yisrael, if I got the names correct and the Yeshiva correct. And then the husband says, oh, now we can start. Now we have Panim Chadashas. So uh, that's the, that's the, uh, uh, that's the approach that this offers. Again, uh, if you happen to be in this kind of a situation, I assume Chanim Chadashos would be, that's, a, that's another issue, somebody who you would be able to count for the Zimon. Uh, that's one of the issues. Uh, I, I did not sufficiently research that question about, about, uh, about that. Um, whether Panim Chadashos is an independent uh, uh, topic or, or something connected with with the people that, that the Panim Chadashos must be people that you would be able to count for the Zimon. Uh, Ariel asked about a Noahide. So let's say somebody has a uh, has a colleague from work, and uh, he shows up at the wedding, or or uh, look when I was when I got married, so I was teaching at a conversion course, and so some of the potential converts came to the wedding. It was actually part of the educational side of the of the uh, of the Opan Giyur that they were that they were at a at a Jewish wedding, so. Uh, the so would they be considered Panim uh, Chadash? So I I uh, so I did not sufficiently research that question of are the people people that have to uh, that have to uh, that would be counted for the Zimun also. Now he he I, I want to read another uh, another question that comes up uh, that is printed along with this, uh, which is. An interesting nuance, and it's an example of, of I think, of straightforward thinking. Um, he 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 writes this beautiful introduction to Haravagona Harifubaki Mishnasukavanaki Marin Rav Yaakov Aaron Skoltsils Shlita Habersefer Ol Yaakov Kamachalakim. Okay. Um, what if it's somebody that brings great joy to the parents, but, uh, but the chasen and don't even know them? So let's say parents make a, a shavarachos or relatives make a make a shavarachos and the Panim Chadashas are are great friends of the parents that somehow the kids don't uh, the kids don't know the chasan and the kala don't know. So now, lechora 
Yesh litlo sheila zoba machlokas harishonim batam chanim badoshas. Apparently, ostensibly, you would have said that this is dependent on the same question. According to the Ramam, it's somebody who didn't hear the brachas at the time of the chuppah. By the way, note that the Ramam puts this in Hilchos brachas. The Ramam also talks about the Sheva brachas in, in, in Hilchos Ishus, in the laws of marriage, but that Sheva brachas at the, at the chuppah as he's going through the, the wedding uh, process itself. But in, in Hilchus Brachos, he puts the Shevarachas in conjunction with, with, with Birkos Amazo. Ulam Dasa Rush, but the approach of the Rush, somebody who didn't yet eat at the suit of the Chasen the Kala, even though he heard the, the Brachas at the time of the Chopa. Oh, here's the Kilos Yaakov that I was referring to. But the, the Kilos Yaakov made this dependent on this Chakira, his conceptual analysis, the question about whether Panim Chadashas is because there's an obligation on the group to bless the Chasan and the Kala, on the, 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 uh, the people that are attending. Somebody heard the Brachas, so he fulfills his obligation. He doesn't have to. Um, if there's somebody who didn't yet hear the brachas, you make a bracha for him. That's one side. That's the Ramam side. Um, or Panim Chadashas is when he somebody somebody who comes in and adds joy, a, a, a extra joy to the Chasan and the Kala and the people that are there that are celebrating. It's like the Simcha that first first joy. I just want to add a point about the Ramam. The Ramam, the way he's, it's somebody who didn't hear the Brachos. The way he formulated though, it was that they have an obligation to bless the Chasan and the Kala. Sort of point out an interesting Orach uh, Shulchan. The uh, I didn't check this out recently, but I, from memory, the the Orach Shulchan points out that the one of the seven brachas, get it, six brachas and Bor Priyagavan, the one of the of the Sheva brachas, where we actually bless the Chasan and the Kala, is Sameach Tisamach Rei Mahuvim. The the beloved companion should be joyous. That's a blessing. Everything else is blessing Hashem about the chasen and the kala. Everything was created for for God's honor. Yotzer haAdam, the two Yotzer haAdam brachas that end there. God created man, uh, and then sosta sisvesagela akara bekibutz baneha lesocha besimcha. Well, that's that's about Zion. That's about the, 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 the future redemption. And, and uh, the last of the Shevarachas is Asher Bara Sasav Besimcha, Chasan Bekala, Gila Rina Ditzvachedva Ava Vyachvashalabras, Mehera. It's blessing Hashem over all these aspects of joy, but you're not per se blessing the Chasan and the Kala. Uh, and then, that's a prayer for the redemption. So, so, but the only one where we're actually directly blessing 
the chasen and the kala samech to samach. So it is, it is possible that it's that blessing and all the others that are connected with it, uh, which is a little interesting. You know, it's an interesting way of viewing the whole thing. It is possible, though, that you are you are blessing uh, Hashem over the phenomenon of the of this chasen and the kala, and so it is. It is. I'm just going to speak in in like new age kind of language. It's spiritually energizing this chasen and the kala that that their their union is a cause for blessing Hashem about all these aspects of the wedding. But but that is a difficult kind of an issue of of uh, they're not really. Why is there an obligation on everybody? Meaning, do I? We don't say we have an obligation to go around to every wedding we can and as much as possible, always bless every chassan in the kala. We don't say that. It sounds, though, like there's people who are participating in the wedding. There's the, the base chassanim, uh, like the Gemara talks about, the house of the, the house of, of chassanim. The Gemara uh, refers to building a special structure where all the festivities would take place. And I heard from two different sources, one, a, a Moroccan Jew, who said in, the Morocco, in Morocco, they would do some, something like that. He told me that they would, they would make this big structure that was like a, uh, a, uh, a big hut. And, and an Ethiopian student once told me that they did the same thing, that they, had, they would have a giant hut that they built and all the festivities would take place there. So that perhaps all the people that were in there, so they would always, everybody who was in there would bless the chassan and the kala. Now, according to the rush, it's, it's again, that it's, it's somebody who adds special joy to the chassan and the kala. So now he, he, he does the plug-in. It seems obvious that according to the Rambam, uh, the chassan doesn't have to know who are the ponim chadashos. It's got to be somebody who doesn't didn't hear the brachos. And they'll make the bracha for him. And again, he'll be fulfilling through shomeyaka ona through hearing the blessings. According to the Rush, it has to be somebody that adds special joy to the Chassan and the Kalim. If the Chassan doesn't know him, that doesn't add any Simcha. However, he adds, and this I think is a very, uh, this is what I, I thought was an example of straightforward thinking. Ulam Nirat. Even according to the rush, you you can make the bracha even if the chazan doesn't know him. Why? Because no matter what, it brings joy to the people who are who are assembled and and and, and part of the festivities. And the parents of the chasan and the kala. And there is joy that is increased in the place of the suda because the parents are more happy now. And that also brings extra joy to the chasan himself when he sees the joy of all the participants. And this is common practice to be lenient about this. And we're not particular that a chassan brings somebody who, who he knows. So that's the, 
um, that's the uh, Rav Lieberman's uh, 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 psak on that particular topic, that that friends of the parents, even though the chassan and the kala don't know them, would still be considered uh, panim chadashos. So again, the main issue on this topic of panim chadashos in the Rishonim is, is that is discussed in the in the sources is this uh, Machlokas Rambam and uh, and Rush and others. Um, and we spoke about two aspects of the of the others. One is that it's it brings extra joy to the chassan the kala, and number two that it's the kind of a person that you would you would uh, uh, increase the suda for him. Um, and uh, and how this particular question has a lot of uh, practical ramifications. Uh, most obvious, somebody who was at the chassan at the chuppah, excuse me, but was not at the original wedding feast. Uh, does he uh, does he count as Sheva Brachas later on in the week? So according to the Rush, he would. According to the Rambam, he wouldn't. On the other hand, what about at that very first uh, wedding feast, if everybody there was at the chuppah, do you need people who weren't at the chuppah to join? Most weddings have. But you need people that weren't at the chuppah to join so that you'll be able to say the shavarachas at the end of the wedding meal. So Rambam would say, would say yes, apparently. Whereas the rush would say, obviously not. Obviously, that's fine. Um, our case was, what about the waiter or what about somebody that you bring in off the street, a yeshiva bracha from the yeshiva across the way or the neighbor? Uh, do they count as, shev- as, as panim chadashas? Well, again, we're not talking about whether you can count them for a minion for zimun, but rather... Can you count them as panim chadashos? So, uh, so the the simple the way we we, we will seems to be that we should not rely on them for panim chadashos, even though according to the Rambam, they do count. But uh, it sounds from the Chazonish and, and the way Rav Lieberman ca, uh, finishes. Again, ask your local rabbi, ask for directions uh, when you're when you're uh, 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 administering. A um, uh, a Shavu Bracha celebration, but it sounds that um, uh, that you would need somebody that actually brings joy to the Chasen Akala. What about somebody brings joys to the parents, but the Chasen Akala don't know them? So says says Rav Lieberman. But that would bring joy since it brings extra joy to the wedding party. So it will bring joy to the Chasen and the Kala. That is what I wanted to share with you today.